The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, a quick reminder of just the phone lines, you know, to get in touch with us today. Uh, the WhatsApp line, of course, is 0614-104-107. You can send your messages and voice notes there on uh on the lines, it's 011-714-2006. And you're listening to The Talking Point, leading the conversation. And we're going to change gears now and take a look at the property market, in particular the response of the sector to the finance minister's speech yesterday. We've been taking, we've been having different conversations of how the property sector has been performing, especially uh, in the midst of the uh, pandemic and the impact of the pandemic. Um, you know, when we when we were looking at the progress towards the end of last year, there certainly seemed to have been an increase, especially when it came to residential properties. People were out there, you know, buying houses due to the lower interest rates, etc. Is that still the case? Well, we'll find out soon. Louis Kruger is the director of Kruger Attorneys and Co- Conveyances. He joins me now. Louis, good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. So firstly, just perhaps your own reaction then to the finance minister's speech. Absolutely relieved. Um, I think we've really seen the property market being one of those sectors which has really recovered incredibly well post-COVID. And many people with the lower interest rates being placed in the market and able to participate and potentially buy their first property, not being hampered by an increase in in transfer duty, which was it was a massive relief for all of us. Mm-hmm. When you look at where we are now versus where we were, let's say, three months ago, in terms of your residential property, we'll come to the retail space in a moment. What has been the impact of, of you know, these lowered interest rates? Are we still seeing that it has created demand? Absolutely. I think there's there's definitely, if we look at, the number of instructions that we've been receiving have been consistent uh, over the last few months. I would say from July onwards, there definitely hasn't been a, a notable decline uh, in the number of property transactions that have come across uh, my desk particularly. Um, and I, yeah, I think it's it's still because of the interest rates that have remained the lowest that they've been in, in a very, very long time. Mm. Are there particular um, particular cost brackets that people are, are interested in when it comes to a property and that people are buying right now? Yes, uh, historically and, and currently more so, that bracket between 800,000 and 1.2 million still seems to be the sweet spot for many buyers, particularly first-time home buyers. Mm, mm. And in the retail space, uh, Louis, uh, you know, I've I've noticed this a lot, even just driving down, uh, you know, the road, whether it's on my way to SAFM or just driving around uh, Johannesburg, you, you see just how empty retail space is, whether it's in shopping centers or malls and office space as well. What's happening there? I think... What you're seeing, I think all of us are seeing as we venture into into the streets. Um, and predominantly, I would guess, attributed to landlords not being able 
to accommodate mm. businesses during the lockdown periods or the curfews or the alcohol restrictions, just not being able to accommodate them to the extent that they're able to save their businesses. And 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 what what do you think is going to be the impact of that then over the next couple of years? You know, especially because because it takes a lot in general for a business to be able to grow where one then acquires space and is able to trade from there. Absolutely. So when we are seeing people shut down, the rebuilding process. I mean, is it likely that we're never going to see some of these businesses come back again? I think that's a very real possibility. I think for many of them, they would need to find somebody who's able to give them a capital injection uh, to, to kind of restart up and restock um, and pay new deposits um, on rental space, etc. So it's definitely going to take, I think, for many businesses, um, someone taking a chance on that particular uh, sector again or that particular retail space. Mm. Um, we've seen so much now being moved to an online space, work from home. Um, and I think that's also one of the reasons why we're seeing an increase in, in residential property sales, people realizing that they can actually work from home. But because they're working from home, they need a bit more space. Uh, they need to be able to separate business from you know family life. Mm. Um, and that is what a lot of clients are telling us. They're moving out of smaller places into something slightly larger where they can accommodate an office setup um, sufficiently separate from their their family time and business. Um, and then first-time homeowners moving out of rental properties, which has mm-hmm. really caused a, a fair amount of chaos for investors who have invested money in rental properties that are now also standing in. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know, because one of the other one of the other things that's also happening is that some people are having to downgrade their lives as well because people have been losing jobs and the cost of living is becoming so much higher. Are you seeing that a lot, where people are moving perhaps from uh, you know uh, slightly bigger houses to apartments, uh, especially in the family setup? Absolutely. Um, We can see that there's almost a swap happening. Mm. Uh, People in smaller properties moving to bigger properties and and those who are in the bigger ones moving to smaller for affordability. Um, And, yeah, we can see in how transactions are structured that people are very much relying on the proceeds of their sale of their bigger, more expensive property Mm. to make up the bulk or, or the greater part of the purchase price of Uh, a lower value property Mm. so what the net effect of that is is that they're ending up with lower mortgage bonds because the equity that they had in their larger properties more expensive properties they've been able to invest directly into you know the lower value more affordable property with a much smaller bond component Mm. what what are you expecting the property market to be like over the next year I think it all rides on what happens with the interest rates. I think there's definitely commitment to try and keep them low. And I think for as long as they are low and people can afford to do what they have been doing for the last six months, we will continue to see the market um, at its current level and hopefully stabilize at this level 
at least for the rest of the year. Mm, mm, mm. And for people who are thinking about selling their properties right now, is it a good time to do that? There is major demand. We find that many agencies, when we speak to estate agents, are saying to us they've got the buyers, they just don't have you know, enough suitable properties to give people a, a broad selection to choose from. So most definitely, if people are selling now, there is demand in the buyer market, and particularly in that sweet spot price that we spoke about, mm. anything sub 2 million seems to really be affordable for for most people at the moment mm, mm, mm. and and in terms of in in terms of the, the the work that you're doing and and your own organization louis what would you say has been the impact of COVID 19. the the biggest issue that we have are COVID related delays so where a property transfer would ordinarily have taken two to three months we're seeing that moved out three to four months and, and, and in some provinces even as far as five months. Um, and the difficulty that creates for clients is they still have holding costs. Mm. While they're waiting for that transfer to register, they've still got to pay rates, taxes, electricity, bond installments, insurance, etc. And that's where we find a lot of our clients under pressure and that pressure obviously gets passed on to us. Mm. So people certainly should be mindful of that when they are either selling or buying their properties, uh, I suppose, right now. Correct. There, there's there's a lot of unforeseen situations. Uh, we have had COVID um, instances in the various deeds offices where they then have to close the deeds offices, decontaminate. Uh, same with the municipalities. Many of the banks are working remotely too. So what used to take, uh, you know, two to three months is significantly impacted uh, by people trying to work around and adjust how they work around um, COVID. And and, and have, have you found that it's been um, any easier now that the restrictions have been eased? Absolutely. I think we've definitely seen um, January uh, give us a lot of relief um, in terms of uh, municipalities and deeds offices being open for longer periods of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went through a stage in the last quarter of last year where you would be open two or three days closed for two. And this re- cycle would just repeat itself. Um, and yeah, very, very pleased that particularly over the last six weeks, We've had deeds offices pretty much open consistently, um, as well as municipalities, which who are all major role players in getting a transfer over the line. Mm. Louis Kruger, he's the director of Kruger Attorneys and Conveyances. Uh, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. So uh, giving the response, at least representing a portion of the property sector market to the finance minister's speech. And I think a bit of advice there if you are uh, wanting to get into the property space, whether you're buying, whether you're selling, uh, just what is the right thing to do right now? Um, yeah, but great to know that, uh, you know, people are buying homes, uh, looking for that stability. I, I suppose if if COVID-19 has done anything is that it's helped really, at least from my perspective, I won't speak for everyone, but 
it helps you prioritize things. You know, you you kind of know this is what is important and this is what is not important. And um, I'm seeing now that even some of the stores that's, uh, you know, your builders, warehouses and CTM, they're getting bigger and bigger billboards <laughs> because people have been spending so much time there uh, buying all sorts of hardware to improve their homes and their sales are just going through the roof. So. I suppose it's made us pay attention to different types of things. Okay, so we'll take a couple of WhatsApp voice notes. And then coming up after 11 o'clock, we'll be talking about um, the transformation of the economy, in particular for black women. We'll be in conversation with Divya Vasant. She's a co-founder and CEO of Amazi Group. And then we'll wrap it up uh, with a conversation with the National Lotteries um, Commission. And we'll be taking a look at the uh, fund fundraising schemes, the lottery fundraising schemes. Before we do that, though, uh, we'll still have your news. And for now, your WhatsApp voice notes.